0: Hey, I appreciate you listening to the podcast. And just remember, if you need any help with investing or want a second opinion on your current investments, feel free to reach out to me at centurycitywealthmanagement.com. Have an awesome day.
1: Hey, I want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives to share their top tips for success with you. I'm really excited to have Damien Pelliccioni on the line today. He is the CEO and founder of Reverie. Damien, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, hey, I know you're a busy guy, so um, thank you again for coming on here. Uh, Let's just start with... I want to know a little bit more about your background as an entrepreneur. Like, What inspires you to get
0: into what you're doing? Yeah, it's funny. I am probably the most non-traditional entrepreneur out there. (laughs) Uh, I actually started off um, originally from Toronto, Canada, and then moved to New York, and right after New York, moved to Los Angeles, and I've been now in L.A. for, gosh, uh, 17 years. But I started off as a creative in the entertainment business as an actor, and then from there, kind of got into producing content, and then from producing and production into kind of the startup world where YouTube was just taking off, and um, you know creating content was being disrupted from the traditional kind of sense where. Uh, folks would have to go through the red tape of Hollywood through agents and managers and creating your own content and selling and marketing it through the means of the web. Um, and I did that for so many years before I got kind of picked up by a couple of international startups, two in Israel and one in um, one in Germany, where I did a lot of international biz dev and sales and marketing uh, of both tech and startup kind of entertainment-based products. Um, working with companies from Al Jazeera and Dubai to MediaCore in Singapore uh, and German broadcasters all over Europe. Um, so it was a wonderful opportunity to kind of get my feet wet in the business world, but specifically in the international entertainment market. And then eventually landed uh, a teaching gig with Columbia, Chicago, uh, and YouTube Space Los Angeles. Um, and then uh, eventually leaving that to work on live streaming for brands like Chevy and Cadillac um and then moving into um you know my own startup which uh we are we're here at today with Rebri. Wow. Um so yeah. you
1: have I mean you have quite a decorated path and you're right that isn't necessarily the most conventional path to be an explorer, but hey we all get there one way or another.
0: Um, exactly
1: so let's see as I mentioned to you, a lot of entrepreneurs or would be entrepreneurs, you know, I'm out of Beverly Hills. A lot of the listeners for this yep. are in Los Angeles and all around. So let's say let's let's take a step back. Let's say that you are an actor or that you're still trying to find not even necessarily just an actor, but you're out here, you wanna be in entertainment, you're still trying to Find your niche, if you will, and how you're going to sustain yourself. You've been here 17 years. That's no short feat to be, doing, to be here <laughs> while you're doing what you like to do. Not an easy task, okay? Yeah, exactly. Um, so what would what would your advice to them be in terms of trying to take, you know, advantage of this disruption that's going on? Because I see a lot of opportunity.
0: Yeah. there's To me, the most exciting uh, part of this business is the opportunity to disrupt Um, you know, what we knew as traditional distribution and sales and marketing and platforms were before, you know, I I think, um, you know, now more than ever, anyone, much like yourself, you're doing it right now by creating your own podcast, you can create content and take your future into your own hands. And I think it's really exciting because we see these, what I call, mediapreneurs, right? Not even an entrepreneur, but a mediapreneur, but people who are creating, um their own production companies digital production companies people are creating their own platforms people are creating their own opportunity to kind of go out into the world and sell content and find an audience and market and sell to that audience and i think that's the thing that excites me the most you know with reverie we're the first lgbtq global streaming platforms it's very niche right and our market is not small. You know, in the United States, we're worth about $913 billion in purchasing power globally, about $4.3 trillion. Um, So it's a very affluent niche market. And, you know, when we first founded Reverie, it was because there, we saw a hole in the market. We saw an opportunity. The first Apple television came out, uh, you know, in 2013, I believe, and then they had an update about two years later in 2015. And the one that came out in 2015 had a specialized operating system called tvOS, which was based on iOS. And the concept was for developers to engineer applications for your big screen TV as opposed to your small screen, your phone or your, you know, iPad. And so we searched LGBTQ on that Apple television and there were zero apps that popped up. We were actually the first LGBTQ app ever created for the new Apple television, let alone then we developed for Roku, Chromecast, Amazon Fire, iOS, Android, and the web. All the other usual OTT and mobile, and of course web top, um, uh, you know, web version, web website version uh, platforms. And you know, today in just two and a half short years of coming up with the concept and the idea of the business, you know, we're a team of about fifteen. We're kind of a small, big, fast-growing startup. We have uh, we've been downloaded in over a hundred countries. You know, because that's the power of app stores and the internet is that you're global. You're not just restricted to let's say like broadcast television is to a certain territory or country or region. Um, and so the experience, much like Netflix for our consumers, are global. So they see the same content that you would in India, Brazil, China, or Canada or here in the United States. You know, with the exception of a few different titles, I would say there's probably about 15% of our library that's just for North America, but a good eighty to 75% of our library is, is globally, global rights. And we've hold global rights to, so you can experience it anywhere. Um, and you know, and I think, uh, you know, for us, it speaks to the community as a whole, like where the LGBTQ market is going and how quickly it's expanding and how, um, you know, especially in society, there's a lot more acceptance, um, and a lot more, um, interest and curiosity into kind of, you know, what it is to live a queer life. And so how do you figure that out? You figure that out or you learn that through content. You know, a great example of this is RuPaul's Drag Race. You know, RuPaul's Drag Race is probably the biggest international hit for any LGBTQ piece of content in the world. Um, You know, and, and even some, you know, company like Viacom saw the opportunity to move that not just from Logo, but to VH1, you know, Logo is their LGBTQ just broadcast network here in the United States, but that's only in X amount of homes. By, you know, VH1, when they moved the show, they tripled the amount of homes that the show was available in, growing the global reach and the expansion of a, you know, a series and a franchise like RuPaul. And, and, and that just speaks to, it speaks volumes because it's, you know, queer is mainstream. You know, I truly believe that whether it's queer content like RuPaul or a queer show like Queens of Kings that we have as one of our flagships, you know, you're finding now the opportunity to discover, engage uh, with content on a much greater scale than we we have ever seen before. And it's really turning, you know, the business of entertainment inside out and upside down, and that's where the disruption comes from. But it's an exciting moment that I think an exciting time that we live in for this type of business.
1: Yeah, truly, truly exciting. Um, so tell me what uh, – you've given us some of the history of every kind of some of the projects. I mean, what do you see – And as your next step to building out web I mean, you have your team, you know what you're doing, but what's
0: next? Yeah, you know, uh, the next steps for us, um, you know, as we kind of expand throughout the globe is going after, um, more niche markets, uh, in other countries outside the United States. You know, we've had this great, Groundswell of attention in places like India and Brazil and China, but it's been truly organic. We haven't spent a single dollar in those markets, and a lot of it is just because of the existence of something like Revry. You know, I have some friends now in Brazil. I've traveled there last year um, and had an opportunity to kind of connect with the local community. And the only place that they were able to discover LGBTQ content was one of two places: YouTube or Netflix. And both of those are not platforms that are created for and by the community, where Reverie is created for and by the community. Um, and so, um you know, they get really excited when they discover a platform like Reverie because they're able to engage with more content that is, you know, in their kind of interest level. And so for us, you know, outside the United States, it's the opportunity to expand not just the team, the infrastructure, but the content in these different emerging markets like Brazil... China and in and India specifically, where acceptance is becoming kind of more widespread. You know, um, a lot of uh, these emerging markets follow what the United States is doing, and you know, I'm proud that the U.S. Uh, you know had marriage equality passed through the Supreme Court in 2015 because that really started to resonate with LGBTQ communities overseas and abroad, um, which we had never seen before, and it's now you know, cut to today to, you know, three years later, we're starting to see uh, in these emerging markets, the communities start to take hold and start to be relevant and start to have a voice and start to gain, you know, uh, opportunity for their own rights and acceptance uh, in their local city, states, and and countries. And so, that's great because what it says is it proves the market exists and we're going to enter those markets very strongly with, you know the largest library of LGBTQ content in the world. Wow, that's 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 quite amazing, Damien.
1: Quite a story and quite a. Um, <laughs> it's I a big undertaking. Say, well, yeah. Well, not only that, yeah. but if you look at kind of just you know the transition and kind of the growth period through your life to where you're at now, and now you have this huge responsibility and opportunity, all kind of intertwined in one. You know, it's fun. great. Yeah. I know no pressure. Only. No pressure at all. <laughs> I know it's not. Well, you heard it. i It's the largest in the world. I heard it. <laughs> yeah.
0: But, you know, here's the one thing I will say, though, just quickly, you know, to add to that is, and thank you for, for acknowledging and recognizing that, you know, I, um, you know, we don't take our job for granted. You know, myself and my three co-founders, Aaliyah J. Daniels, LaShawn McGee, and Chris Rodriguez, um, by the way, we're 75% minority founded. I'm only one-fourth of the founders of this business, you know, and our goal and our mission has always been to depict uh, an authentic and honest, um, you know, expression of, of the LGBTQ uh, life through media, you know, and I think that's the most important thing is that it's not just targeting one aspect of our community, that we're really speaking to inclusivity and diversity through, uh, you know, content creation and, and distribution. But I think the most important thing is that, you know, for us and what, what uh uh, you know, it excites us every day to go to work is, you know, we get these messages from folks all over the globe through social media. You know, personally, I received right after we launched San Francisco Pride two years ago in of June, 2016, a letter from um, a closeted gay man in Saudi Arabia who discovered Redbury because they read uh, an article about us on Macworld. And, um, you know, the, the really exciting thing was that he said to me in this, you know, private message on LinkedIn that he, um, you know, felt like just by watching and engaging with content on Reverie it was giving him hope to one day live his authentic self, um, to be yeah. out and open and, you know, still be able to be a proud gay man in a place like Saudi Arabia, which is not accepting and, you know, is a country where it's punishable by death if he was out and open. Um, and so, you know, that's the power of media. Um, and, and for us, it's really an exciting time and an exciting thing that we're building because we have an opportunity like never before to reach folks like this gentleman in Saudi Arabia uh, and touch and move uh, their life uh, with the content that we're not even just creating, but we're distributing. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Um, so, wh- where can people find you? What's the website? Um, yeah, um, all that stuff. All that good stuff. Yeah. So definitely, you can uh, find us at revry.com. R-e-v-r-y. R-e-v-r-y.com. Um, and what's really amazing is, you know, we just relaunched our app. Um, it's a brand new interface. Um, so you can watch 100% of our content for free with commercial ad breaks, much like Hulu used to be. So you can. Watch all of the wonderful advertisers that we have, like Lexus and Dollar Shave Club. And then, if you want no commercials, you'd subscribe for six ninety nine a month. And of course, we give a lot of premium content and uh, new releases uh, to our subscribers first before we drop it into the uh, you know the ad supported side. But you know we um, you know recreated uh, all of our apps, redesigned everything, and just launched at the beginning of August. We're really excited because we're seeing higher engagement and a lot more folks coming to us and watching the content now that it's available for free with commercial um, ad breaks. So definitely encourage you to buy a subscription or watch and engage with our content at reverie.tv. You can download us at all the app stores, Chromecast, Roku, Apple TV, iOS, Android, the web. And you can follow us on all social media at Reverie TV. R-E-V-R-Y TV.
1: All right, Daniel. Well, hey, I really appreciate your time today and you coming on the show and uh, sharing your yeah. Uh-huh. For success with the audience, um, again, thanks. Have a wonderful day.
0: Thanks for having me, Adam.
1: Absolutely.